You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Boy, G.I. Whoa. Morning off. Are you getting any what rain? What's up with you and what's up with you? <laughs> you getting any rain, Andy? Right at the moment? Yeah. I uh, know it's always sunny and uh, 78 degrees in Champlain, Chris. We got, we, we got some sprinkles here south of the river. They they buried – the cool thing was I think they buried some nuclear things in our area years ago, and, and it radiates up, and the, way, the wind comes in and goes – Right, right around, around it. it, so it's nice. I think it had something to do with the aliens that they found. The uh, how many times have I told you guys? Disclosure, that? disclosure is happening. What do you guys think about that? Are you afraid? Are you worried? Or I still uh, want the sanity checked of the guy that's talking. Of the the one who saw it, you mean? No, that the guy that's what is it uh, talking to Congress about? the findings that they've had um, and, and what they're finding is they fit. Yes. We found UFOs. Yes. We have found um, life forms that are driving these devices. They're biologically not humans. They won't say what they are. Um, so they say, and it, remember this, when we were talking about being president, remember we we're saying, I don't care who you are. You, you become president the first day and they start telling you stuff like, yeah, we're actually in a nuclear war with a different, you know, planet. There's actually aliens buried out in the middle of the desert. Um, you know, all this weird stuff that you never thought. And then you watch their hair immediately turn gray. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. That first, that initial, like, what the hell is going on? What did I sign up for? At your job? You're walking. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President. <coughs> all right. Shall we talk some real estate? What do you What are you finding with the market right now, Andy? I think it's quite interesting myself. I think we're still getting action. People are still doing things, but I think they're they're lacking decision making skills right now. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. All all of them, or just some of them, or what are you thinking there? Just some of them. The ones I'm dealing with, I think, are lacking decision making um, on like listings. I just yeah. see that we're still getting showings and all that stuff's happening. Um, everything seems to be fine, but it's just a lack of just pulling the trigger. It's almost like that summer, kind of midsummer. gosh, some more stuff is going to come on. Should I wait for it or not? I mean, I've got one listing that, I mean, I've had at least five people say they're going to write. And it's like, well, we're still going to. We're just, well, just waiting. And now we're just waiting. I mean, it's crazy. And I mean, it's it's kind of silly because we're we're dealing with things in three to five days on 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 the market, and so it's not like right. you know these things have been sitting seven years and you're waiting for someone to finally write. So if it doesn't happen within a week, you're like, what the heck's going on? Well, you know, I think I think Chris, it's kind of the whole economy. There's there's such contrasting news and such contrasting opinions as to what's really happening out there. And it just puts pause into most people's decision-making process. Hence the look at any dealership right now. Look at auto dealerships. Look at the, the side-by-side sport utilities. Look at the boat dealerships. Look at the RVs. For Christ, 
I mean, there's miles of inventory out there right now. And they, they produced this over the last, well, I don't know, six months. Weird. The economy looks like it's booming because they kept the, the factories cranking. Even though they didn't have the orders, the consumer wasn't buying. They just kept cranking the inventory to get those dealerships full of inventory. Dealerships have made so much money over the last couple of years that they've got the cash to order that inventory in. Now it's sitting there. And now you're starting to finally see. I, I laughed the other day, Chris. So I looked up a truck, okay? A truck that, uh, I'll be honest with you, I paid 68000 for a, a truck two years ago. And now that same truck is $94,000. But Chris, wait, hold on. It's 0.9% financing for 60 months or $2,500 off in a rebate for a repeat customer. I'm like, how about drop it 30 grand? And I think my sediment is the exact same sediment that's happening in the marketplace. People think the market's dropping or it's going to drop. And they're just sitting there like vultures waiting until they can't wait anymore. And they finally say, oh, fine, I'll just buy it. And they buy it. And then they, they you know, submit to the current interest rates. They submit to the current pricing, but they don't want to, but they have to, right? So yeah. that's a good point. This might be a, a, a good way of putting it. And I think as we get closer um, into August towards September, you know, it always starts heating up again. I think sometimes too, this whole summer thing, people actually want to try to enjoy some of it as well. So, right. That we, you know, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, I think for sure, you know, with, with the, um, interest rates not being a value anymore or the, the urgency is kind of out of it unless you have family needs. And so we're going back to a very normal market. You're, it's based on need, not based on opportunity. So the new current market is like, hey, all right, we had our fifth kid. We got a two-bedroom house. We have to move. The bunk beds aren't working anymore. We got to get at least another bedroom. In. And, and so those, those folks are, or the downsizers, I just can't take care of it anymore. And I, I get it that the money's a, a hard sell, but let's, let's switch them and go to the smaller downsize and pay the same amount of money for a small house that we just sold our big house for. Um, but you know, Hey, at least stuff's moving. I mean, my, my biggest fear is, is the sailboat sitting in the middle of the lake with no wind. Right. And it, when it's going one way or the other up or down, at least things are moving for people. And there's, there's that people don't feel trapped. And so yeah. that, that I, I tell you, Chris, you and I went through that before some of the worst markets we were in where people just were equity trapped or jobs or interest rates or whatever, they were trapped and, and having options or equity equals options usually. So that's kind of a, a nice, I don't know, way to look at it maybe. I don't Yeah, I don't think there's there's reason to panic whatsoever, but there's also, there is a time to have some patience. And so I think people have to look at this and just say, you know what, hey, it's just, it's just slowing a little. Um, it's It's not much, but you just got to be kind of a little more patient. I think people start like, well, what's wrong? What's going on? And how are we not, I mean, how are we not sold and closed in three days? Um, I had a, a situation that it's a, a total off market deal and uh, the seller's looking to close once it's done and closed in three days. And I just, it's, it's not possible. I mean, talk to three other agents and they're all trying to you know, make this thing happen for the person. Right. And it's like, it's not going to happen. And so yeah. you got to logically talk through it right. and go through it. I mean, but, but think about this too. Something. I mean, beyond logic, there, there's builders that have overhead, right? They're like the big factory, right? And they, they have those lots clicking every month, paying interest checks every month. So not only do they have to cover that, but they have to try to make a profit in a competitive market. So these builders are starting to go to the point of where 
you know, like I've got one listed right now where this is an actual situation where people come in, they love it. And then they go down to the builder's model and the builder's model is 15,000 less plus they're buying down their interest rate. So all I'm doing by advertising at a higher price is I'm helping them sell more houses. And that is just, you know, it, it, it hurts us, but what are you going to do? If you have to sell, you either have to play the pricing game and get it down 15, 20,000. Jeez, dog. Got a dog attacking my foot. Get over here. Get you, know, Come here. you know, back to my uh, scenario there with uh, the seller wanting to close within three week, three days. Uh, it was very interesting because I think what you got to do as a realtor is you have to kind of, you've got to dive in. You got to dive in and, and try to find out why, why is it three days? What is it? What they, do they need the money? And if they need the money, how much money do they really need? Well, right. this whole scenario turned out to be that this person wanted only the only way they thought they could get the money is if this thing closed. And in turn, they needed $35,000. That's it. They have yeah. probably about 700,000 in equity. So, yeah. but was, didn't want to borrow it. So was able to figure out a way in which to be able to do it. And now um, we can sell it the right way and be able to, you know, get them more money because of it, because if you want to close in three days, there's out of a hundred people, maybe there's one person that can do that for you. Mm -hmm. And that one person's not going to want to just do it for the fun of it and help you out. They're going to want to make money on it. So there. Oh, you got a dog in the, look at this. This is yeah. the one. That, yeah. He attacks my feet. He lick, 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 licks. And uh, his name's Remy. Remy, say hi to everybody. That dog's been around for a while. Yeah, Remy's a good dog. Yeah. He's just too needy. Like, he, he would sit here the whole show if I let him. Yeah, you probably you should. Okay, well, hey, so Speaking about the, what's happening in the market, so as I go through some of our segments, I look for homes on, on the Zillow, and I'm seeing a lot of price cuts. So I want to do one right here. It's going to be, why hasn't this house sold? It seems... Decently priced, uh, but they had a major price cut in May, and it's still on the market. So let me pop this bad boy up. St. Paul. Only a million, huh? Jeez. Nice. Five better, four bath, 5,000 square feet. All right, built in 2006. I'll tell you what could be happening with that one right away. Um, cause that's what I always look for. It's basically, uh, a new house in the middle of a bunch of old houses where you lose that character and charm. Um, but they try to get you that look. I think that's what it is in there, but maybe that outside doesn't quite fit in. And so it becomes an option. And when it becomes uh, an option to, you know, like Andy, what, what area is this in? What was that address? Let me see. Rome Avenue. So that's if you click highlight. it, if you click it, that's it'll show where it is. Yeah, that's Highland area, isn't it? Um, we'll find out. Yeah, I think so. Rome, yeah. And so in that in that area, it's a very um let's see. Yep. Yep. That's a great area. Yeah, it is. But it's an old charming area. Uh, you and, know, uh, but here's what's interesting, there... Chris. Like you're right. I did I just did two markets over there. There are that that part of St. Paul is some of the most recently developed of the St. Paul proper, right? So they were it was farmland, and then all of a sudden they developed it, and the, the 
some of the second and the third phases of or the last phases of Highland were bigger lots. And then they built bigger luxury homes. They wanted to kind of make it like the extension of Summit Avenue, if you will. And kind of that that's the golf courses and the, you know, but anyway, um, that that area does have like one that we just priced a house across the street sold for nine hundred thousand. And we're pricing at three fifty nine nine right across the street. So it is. You're right. It's it's all over the board. And of course, the the couple that owns the three fifty nine nine is like, well, they sold for eight hundred, so we should probably get at least five. And I'm like, yeah. no, because you're people that buy your house, they they get jealous looking at the, across the street, but they're part of the other neighborhood that sells for three fifty nine nine. And yeah. and so, you know, us, I get it. You're, you're close by. You know, it's being a close. It's not us most where it just sucks you in. But it is, you know, you might get five grand more, but not 30 grand or a hundred grand more. Yeah. You know, Nick, a lot of times what happens with these two is that uh, sellers, let's just try it. Let's give it a shot. And the realtor's like, you know what? It's just, it's too much. I mean, this is beautiful. I mean, it's really nice. Um, but again, I bet you. So is this the start of these? These are the start of the pictures. Okay. I'm going to predict that the front of the photo here, when's that going to show up, Andy? Because I think that's going to be the problem in, in those areas because yeah. you want that. I mean, look at the charm. Yeah, I mean, you can see the smaller houses out the windows. Yeah, and so it might be around a different area, but, I mean, you uh, – it's just – I think it's going to be the look of the home. Well, yeah, and, the, and the sad burning. reality is they may have a million, million two into the house. The the part that, that is where, you know, when real estate we, – we tell people this all the time – is on the front end when you're making the buying decision. That's actually a very charming house. Um, when you're buying that house and you're you're uh, making that buying decision, by the amount that you invest, you're deciding how long you have to stay there to get your money back. And sometimes you could live there your whole lifetime and not get your money back if you invest in the wrong area or you overinvest in in value, right? So you know you have to be a little bit protective. I have you know kind of my old rule of thumb is you want to stay within 15% of all the other house values in that area, you know, plus or minus. If you're on the minus side, like let's say somebody else goes in there and builds a house for 850 and everything's selling for a million, they're going to make a killing. And they're always liquid. They're always ready to move. They always, you know, they're going to be light on their feet, ready to, to move in any direction you need to because they're at the right side of the of the, the scale. At a million dollars, the problem is, is $999 reads a lot better than a million. And so it's it's a psychological, just for $19.95 instead of $20, right? And, and there's something to be said for that. And I don't care if they're multimillionaires or not, it, it's over a million dollars. Now, they might be saying, well, we only want buyers that think that it's a million dollar plus house because that's who we want. Well, guess what? You don't dictate what people think. You're guessing what people think and you're, you're assuming what people think. You have to look at the facts. Look at the track record for that area. Look at how many houses are sold in that area for over a million. Look at how many houses, how what the saturation rate is in that price range. You might say, oh, my God, it takes three years to sell a house that's over a million dollars in my neighborhood. You may choose not to sell it for a million. But if I list it at 900, it'll sell in 60 days or less. All right. Yeah. Make a business decision. Yeah, I think there's there's some uh, marketing thoughts into that 999 or 1 million. And you can argue both sides. You really can. But, um, you know, some people want, hey, I bought a million dollar home. Even right. though I might get a better deal, it was a million dollar home. And yeah. versus, you know, 999 or 995, whatever. But these guys started at a million one. I don't know how long it's on the market, but I look at a few things. It, it could have been pricing. Um, that that front picture of the house, which ended up being, I can't, I don't know what number photo it was. 
but uh, it does sit up high on a hill. How many days is that? Seventy-four days. Okay, so they reacted um, to be able to kind of get it down, committing, committing to selling, and you know, dropping a hundred grand right away. I think there was some talk about what Andy was just discussing that mm-hmm. you know what maybe we should start at nine ninety nine, and they're just like you know what no. This is worth more and the market's great and everything's perfect. And, you know, people are going to be able to look past, even though Andy said that was a charming looking house. It doesn't look like all the other ones that were built in, you know, the 1940s. They don't they don't have the, the Tudor look. Um, it well, just it looks not... like it might be on a busy corner, too. I didn't really I didn't get it. Ch- the map moved kind of quick, but um, yeah. it goes right along the high school there, the golf course I saw. Um Right across the street from the golf course. Yeah, that's on the main drag, almost Snelling. Almost in. Snelling. So you have a lot of road noise there, too. So, you know, it's still a beautiful area, beautiful neighborhood. Um, yeah, sure I think it might sure have been just trying to push it at the beginning. And that's the thing. You got to remember the, pe- the your best pr- people are the ones that are looking at the beginning. And if you're outlawing them right away, uh, it's just it's not a smart thing to do because now you're waiting for new people to come on to the market or people that were, you know what, I was going to, I would have went and looked at it, but I didn't think that the price would go low enough. Those are the people that are now looking at it, trying to look for a deal. Well, I mean, there's think about this when you create event pricing, this is something that I talk to people about. You have a unique property. Maybe you have to do event pricing where we list it at eight 99 with never the intention of ever getting eight 99, but you list it at eight 99 to find where the market really is at. So, if you list it at eight ninety nine, now instead of one showing in sixty days, you have let's say six showings in one week, and those people are the market. So when you say I want to put my house on the market and sell it to somebody that's in the market, they're in the market. Okay, like Chris just said, they're your most valuable, most active, most ready to pounce on a on a, a house in the area. So if you go through all those people and you don't have any action on it, you're overpriced. You're even overpriced at eight ninety nine. On the other hand, if you go eight ninety nine and let's say you got six people bidding on it, and also you get a million five or a million fifty or something, you know, because they they all want to beat each other out and get the house. I'm telling you, display value on the front end of your listings. I don't care how you want to do that. I don't care if it's a free golf membership to the country club across the street or whatever it is. Display value on the front because that's when, like Chris said, and I agree a million percent, your best buyers are the first ones, usually. Typically. All right, beautiful. Let's uh, get into some social media reacts. We brought to you by Mr. Andy Prasky. Well, they said I could have 30 seconds on the show for a quick ad. Andy Prasky, Remax Advantage Plus, Andy at Prasky.com if you want to email us. Here's the thing. 22 years in the business, over 1,400 sales. I'd like to help you with your real estate needs. If that's buying, if that's selling, if that's building, whatever it is, give us a call. Send us an email. Let's get you started on your real estate journey. I'd like to help you on the way. Uh, lots of experience here, and I uh, would like to put it to work for you. Andy Prasky, Remax Advantage Plus. Thanks for listening to the show. It's, it's funny. I've, uh, you do business obviously with lots of different people and, uh, every once in a while you get to see them and, uh, run into them. And I think it's really interesting about, 
an agent that, you know, they're they're going to go find that white BMW. It might be seven years old. That might have two hundred thousand miles on it. But they'll they're going to have that white BMW kind of early on in their career. So. I, well, I, you know, and I, I don't know. Some people are really motivated by things that they desire, right? So, you know, if that's something that's a goal. Now, this is where I'll support it. If somebody said, hey, it's my goal to to get this item. And once I hit this level of financial stability, I'm going to actually go out and, and, you know, buy that item to reward myself for all my hard work and to keep me working hard to keep it. I, I totally understand that. On the other hand, if you're doing it for vain reasons, Nobody cares if you drive a BMW. You're looking at a guy that I've done just fine in the real estate business. And I drive pickup trucks. So, you know, I. Hold on a minute. If you think those pickup trucks are just a, like the old pickup truck, they're not. They're, those things are fancier than most cars. So, and then you got your big yeah. truck and your big wheels and you come rolling in there with your big mufflers. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who's you know what's who? funny though? I, I've told this before to the, the dealerships when I buy the trucks. I go. Give me the truck that the rich guy comes in and says, that's if my wife let me buy a truck, that's the one I'd buy. And I always get that one. And then so when you go on these listing presentations, I'm telling you, it's a it's a conversation point. These guys have all the fancy cars in the garage, all the, you know, the German cars and whatever. And now they, they want to talk about my truck. Oh, I've always wanted a truck. And it's like, yeah. Are you ready for That was a pretty pretty good technique too on the old grenade pulling the pin with the thumb and yeah I didn't see the can you can you play the front of that again just real quick I just gotta are you ready for it that was a landscaper doing that yeah I think that was Mr Prasky the green grenade man we come in and we blow up the green. That is, that is, that is, that's a pretty cool one right there. I'm going to register that. That might be a good name for a company. Yeah. Those are my kind of people. <laughs> 200,000, baby. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get that. I'm going to be listing one. We got two listings coming up at one at 299 and another one at 350. I mean, in, in Prior Lake, that's really, that, it's going to be like crazy, crazy nuts going after I had, those. Uh, I, got a, I got a buddy of mine that uh, is looking for a place over in Frederick, Wisconsin. And, uh, and I'm like, he's looking for, you know, the three to five bedroom house and whatever else. He sends me a listing yesterday and it was a three bedroom two bath, two car garage on three acres. What do you think that house is listed for, Chris? In decent shape. 235. Uh, 155. Oh, yeah. Where is, where is it? Frederick? Frederick. I'm not really sure. It's, it's, okay. <laughs> that it's, way. it's that way. That or not, well, I don't know which way it is, but it's, I, I couldn't believe it. It was a lot of value. I mean, it was a very nice house. I mean, if you were retiring or downsizing, what a great way to do it, man. You go down there, pull all your equity out of your house, pay cash for another place, buy it with some of the equity, buy yourself a nice boat and a, and a truck. Buy the whole neighborhood. 
you know, yeah, rent to your favorite friends. Yeah, Rooneyville. Rooney, yes, back to Rooneyville. I gotta see if that that city sold. Yeah, I'd be I'd be curious to know too because that seemed like a pretty good deal for five million bucks. I know I can never refind it ever. Uh, yeah, I got a little... Go ahead, Nick. I got a little battle for you guys. We're gonna do that this or that. But uh, Chris, you're gonna have Farmington and uh, Andy's gonna have Fridley. So you're gonna kind of battle over these two cities. So at first, you know, wow. talk about get you know, ready, Rooney, and then kind of go back and forth at you know what would be better. He he picks interesting what? towns. Yeah, what, you got Fridley. Just just as a disclaimer. Uh, to the listener, to the watcher, whatever here, we have no clue what this guy's doing to us. Yeah. People go, why did you pick that city? I, go, I think he lives in Brazil where he goes, yeah. yeah, this city again. That's that's I'm getting all the cities in Minnesota. So your names are over every city. Wow. I, I did have that at a closing. I had somebody say, well, why would you pick those two cities to battle? And I go, I, I didn't. You know, and oh. they go, so you're, yeah. I think here's the thing too. I don't think there's any buyer out there that's going to determine if they're going to go to Farmington or to Fridley. It's going to be, you know, maybe Farmington versus Lakefield. And uh, I'll tell you what, I will start on Farmington because I have a new listing coming on tomorrow in Farmington. Beautiful. Amazing. Okay. Walkout, two-story, great room, a pool. Uh, beautiful. It actually opens to open ground, but for $5.99. And, uh, you know, you, you move that over and kind of scooter over to old Farmington or into Prior Lake. And it's probably, you know, 675 to 750. So there's a more, a little more value out there. Um, Andy, I know your uh, builder has built a lot of houses in Farmington. Um, so there's a lot of land that was available just a little further out. But the other thing was, is, or is, is that Farmington was always kind of like a, you know, you kind of kick them a little if you were in, in sports. And now all of a sudden they flipped. I mean, that's, it's a great uh, sports town too for their high school. They're, uh, they're winning in a lot of things now. Um, super cool high school. They're the ones that have the, there's a whole look over the whole football field from, from the high school. Really uh, a, a neat place. Nice. And um, yeah, I've talked to a lot of people that have, have gone there and they just, I mean, really like, it's kind of still has that little small town feel. If you go to downtown Farmington, uh, there's still some uh, fun places. There's this one steak place where you get in line and you pick all your food out and they start grilling a steak for you. And uh, yeah, it's all like, steakhouse? yeah, cafeteria seating. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, you get a big slab of meat for I, not I think that it's the Farmington Steakhouse, right on Main Drag. There, yeah, right on that's it. Yes. Yeah, the Farmington Steakhouse. The bourbon, the bourbon butcher there, not to help you out, but that's a fantastic yeah. restaurant too. Yeah, that's uh, that the whole bourbon thing is kind of the whiskey infernos and all of that that chain. So yeah, they have some nice. They kind of implemented some of that stuff that started to come in, but uh, the old downtown is, uh, I mean, kind of a neat little place. Tons of parks, lots of trails, uh, you know, and just maybe just it's just a it's a tad pushed out just a little further. Uh, more more farmland kind of uh, geography versus uh, unless you get kind of down by the river, then obviously it's trees and hills. But uh, it's, a, it's a good spot. Uh, you can get a lot of house uh, for your money out in Farmington as well. 
My, my turn to hit Fridley. Go for friendly, it. Friendly, excuse me, friendly Fridley is actually friendly. the name. And uh, when I uh, when I was a kid growing up, I was on the other side of the river. So we were over in the Brooklyn Park, uh, you know, kind of Brooklyn Center. So you go across the river, right on that six uh, six uh, what is that six ninety four whatever it is. Uh, made a couple notes. There's uh, it nestles along the river, okay, and it's been there. And most of the building in, in Fridley, what was kind of cool is that. It was built between like the 50s and the 70s, kind of in that window. There's not a lot of new construction. There's redevelopment happening where, you know, there are some of these areas where they'll, they'll buy, you know, 10 houses and they'll build a nice, like the on the light rail that goes through there, um, they'll build like a nice um, condo or whatever else along the tracks. Um, there's a couple, uh, anybody that's driven by, you have the Teppanyaki Buffet, which is the largest buffet in Minnesota. Didn't know if you knew that, Chris. Um, there's also, when you're in there... You need, let's say you have a really good time at the buffet and you need bigger pants. Um, go right next door to Duluth Trading Company, which is where oh. I always have deals at the Fridley store. I don't know why. They always have like buy one, get one half off, good deal. Uh, yeah. And then more importantly, when you want the best lunch in the Twin Cities, you stop at Zantigo. There's not anything left. There's a Zantigo and Fridley right across from you. Can look right out the Duluth Trading window and it's right there. And you go in there and you get a couple of their hot Chilitos, you get a couple of their tacos. And you just go crazy in your car, and you, you'll be crying when you're done. But you know who loves who loves Zantigo? Ryan Yardley. He's a Zantigo man. Yeah. So does our buddy Mark Stolpus. He uh, he loves us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to go there once in a while when we were between volleyball and whatever. But you know, the other thing is like with with that area, um, it's kind of nestled, you know, between it's like the north Coon so Coon Rapids comes down, then it's Fridley. Then you have Northeast Minneapolis. So it's kind of cool if you live in Fridley, um, you live in an older house, a little more affordable, um, easy access to all the freeway systems. Or if you want to be down on the river, there's fishing, you know, all the parks that are there. Um, but you can head, you know, towards the cities, right? And then you get in Northeast and it doesn't take you long and you're right into that fun, like bar zone and kind of that, uh, I don't know, whatever you're into, you know. Yeah, easy downtown right. access right up central. Yeah, Fridley is there's a Fridley High School right there. Yeah. there yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and like uh on our team, so there there's a neighborhood in there where Totino Grace um lives and and on my team, two of my teammates are actually closing on a house uh tomorrow in Fridley so that they're in that, you know, walking distance to uh Totino Grace. And yeah. you know, and that's a uh, very popular kind of over off of Central on the north side, you know where that Northwest Swim and Fitness is over there. It's kind of up in that corner up there. Really nice neighborhood, right on the edge of like Silver Lake Road. You start getting into New Brighton, into you know that area over there, and it's it's really nice. And so that side of uh, Fridley is a little fancier, a little pricier, but you know you're in an area that supports it. So it's um, I don't know. I really I really Fridley kicks Farmington's butt. Yeah, I think it's what kind of lifestyle you're looking for as well, though, because yeah. I mean, it's a completely different lifestyle uh, from Farmington to Fridley, for sure. Yeah. Well, if you want new, if you want new construction, there's not much available in Fridley. So if you want something shiny, brand new, we're going to take you to Farmington over Fridley. But, you know, if you want to be close to the city and not play city prices, um, it was funny, it though, when we were kids. Now, it's changed since then a little bit. But when we were kids, uh, we're at we're at Sunday school, you know. And the priest comes in, he's got a big black eye. And we're like, oh, what happened, Father? And he goes, yeah, he goes, I was over at a restaurant a little too late last night over in Fridley, and I got mugged. Oh, really? <laughs> I go, 
I go, I thought that only happened in New York City. And you know what? It was like great. And he had a big black, got smacked, and they took his wallet. And God. Not but good. that's big city living. You got to always have one eye open when you're walking around at night. It's it's a lot different during the day. That was 30 years ago, of course, but. Yeah. That's gotten so much better since. <laughs> I, I don't know. In some ways. I, I'm not one bit afraid to go downtown. I'm just not. I don't think, I don't think I'd want to hang out after midnight, you know, down there. I wouldn't but, want to hang out after probably 7.30. Yeah. So if you're going to go to Manny's Capitol Grill, get the 5 o'clock reservation, get out of there. You'd be good. Even though that wasn't in our battle today, but just no. thought I'd throw that in there. I don't know what we're battling. We we got a battle. Maybe this guy tells us who we should Andy battle. Andy definitely won, for sure. He had the, the yeah. low down, and he put you in your place. This is Antigo or what? Santigo? Y'all remember this. I'll give you some advice, kids. I always ask the fat guy where to go to lunch because he'll he'll set you straight. Fat guy. Hi, guys. The Vikings owner selling his place. Does that mean he's selling the team? What's going on here? Have you guys heard about his his mansion? Nope. Which which one? He's probably got multiple houses. Where's this one located? Oh, that's in New Jersey. It's in Jersey. He's he's selling he's selling in Jersey, maybe. He's probably bought that place we advertised last week, the one up in Detroit Lakes, for eleven mil. He's probably buying that one. What was yeah. his story again? Where do he make his money? Apartments. He's he's real estate. Yep. Yeah. It's like a nice place. Yeah, it looks like a it looks kind of like a summer type home. I mean, that, that's gonna be hard for a guy like that when you're giving out like ten million dollar sign-in bonuses and. And you know, and you've got these hundred million dollar contracts, and all of a sudden you're selling your house for three point two million. You know, I'm assuming that he's replacing with a fifty million dollar house somewhere. He's got, I guarantee he's got multiple homes. I think this is just one of them that uh, it's kind of clickbait because that yeah. a Ziggy Wolf um, is a billionaire. I mean, he's a billionaire now, and so he, yeah, I think he's well, just worth over a billion. They, there was a, a time when they were buying the Vikings back in the day, and I had a, a friend of mine, parents had, no kidding, a 14,900-square-foot house in North Oaks on one of the original James J. Hill sites with 17-car garage, indoor pool, unbelievable home, right? And and that, that guy looked at it and almost bought it, and, and they weren't giving that one away. I don't remember what it was priced at, but that was back when he was looking to, when they were just starting to look at the Vikings, there was all these confidentiality agreements that had to be signed, and Nobody could be on site. There was no cameras allowed when he came to see the property. And uh, so he, he was looking locally too. I don't know what he ended up buying here, but. Yeah, I'm not sure what he owns. That was the only like brush of fame I had with him. A lot of those people own multiple places. I'm, I'm guessing that was just. Well, they, was and, and there's no tax benefit to put it in their own name. So that's why you'll never see it. Like when you go for a search on somebody's name, it doesn't have their name. It'll say like. Uh, Z investments or something or whatever. Yeah. A lot of those people have other people purchase them, purchase it for them as well. So they're a signer, so they don't have to deal with anything. All right. We were pre-approved by a lender. Once we got into contract, we started rate shopping. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, We found an incredible rate from another lender and took that to our original lender to see if he could match it. 
since it would be easier to deal with someone who already has our documents versus starting from scratch. And boy, was he upset. What am I, what am I missing? Is this, uh, isn't this a normal part of the house buying procedure? Um, your agent hopefully should be talking to you and discussing. Um, you can obviously rate shop and do whatever. You probably want to try to do that before um, you uh, start claiming that this agent's the one that uh, got me pre-approved, has all, the, all my documents, and now go back to the seller and flip to another uh, lender. I tell you, it's happening way too much now. Um, I wish I could have something that would say, if you, if you do it, you owe us $5,000 because you're putting a lot of people in a lot of bad positions. And we had one um, just lately that this buyer uh, flipped lenders one week before closing. And that person didn't tell them the whole thing. The lender that was with them at the beginning told them the right story. And uh, that lender, thank goodness, that original lender did not... Um, stop the loan or whatever. So this buyer came back and we ended up one day later, ended up closing. After we sat on it for 90 days, waiting to close, everything was fine. And then yep. this person tried to flip and, and switch. And so you got to, you got to kind of think about other people as well and do your due diligence up front. Hopefully you've got a, um, a client um, or an agent that has you know, a good relationship with their lender that you're getting the best rates that you possibly can. But there's a lot of fighting out there right now for, for mortgages and people are jumping and grabbing at anything they can just to get a loan done. So it's, it's kind of some reality, but it's also uh, puts a lot of people in a lot of bad positions. I agree. And I think, you know, Chris, it's natural to want to shop rates because you want to, you, you, we talk about how the, you know, you've negotiated the price. Now you want to, see the rate. And, and I think there's a, a lot of fallacy there with rate, you know, um, shopping, because when you look at the end of the day, if some, first of all, if somebody hasn't reviewed all of your documents, verified your income, or whatever else, they don't have a better rate for you yet. They're, they're doing a teaser rate. It's kind of like clickbait, right? Oh yeah. We, I, I got rates for as low as 4%. If you put 90% down and, you know, paid off in a year. I mean, there, there's all kinds of crap that's out there. So when you have a good lender that's saying, Hey, listen, we're, we've got all your documents in. We've verified everything. We can fund this loan for you. And here, here's the payment. What I always tell everybody to do is shop the payment, not the not the percentage, right? The the rate. Because what's funny is that it's you can have completely different. You can have a higher rate over here and a lower payment. And this guy can have the lower rate, you know, a rate over here, but a higher payment. So it's like you want to shop the payment because that's ultimately at the end of the day what you live with the rest of the 30 years you own the property. Who cares what your rate is if you can afford your payment? So when you look at that, there are options that are out there that some lenders can provide that others cannot. There, I'm starting to see some, I don't want to say the word games, but there's games being played now with, hey, if they're putting 20% down or more, we don't have to put the, uh, you know, the property taxes into the payment and they can pay their own insurance on their own. They're not escrowing for those items anymore. So all of a sudden now you got, a, it looks like a pretty darn attractive payment, but it doesn't have the other three, four or $500 a month worth of stuff in it. So be very careful when you're shopping. And, and that's what a good real estate agent will also help you with is that when they refer you to that person, they're not referring you because they're going to be more expensive or embarrass them for referring them. It's because they have a track record of being a good, solid lender. They have good rates and they're very fair to the people and they take care of you. So there's something to be said for that as well. And I'm not saying that costs you more money uh, at all. I, I think that what it is, is it's just they work harder because they have a relationship with that, you know, 
um, agent and they want to make sure that when their people say they're ready to go, they're ready to go. So anyway, that's my 10 cents worth on it. What also becomes, there's a possibility there's a long-term plan in place as well, you know, and, and set up. And sometimes when you just call a lender and say, Hey, what do you, what are you doing for a 30 year fixed, uh, at $400,000 loan amount? You know, there's, there's, what's your, what's your credit score? You know, um, what are you trying to accomplish? I mean, are you putting 10% down and you want to try to get out of mortgage insurance? Well, maybe that other lender has that plan in place that, you know what, let's just go 5%. We'll give you that other 5% so you can take that and upgrade um, what you're doing there to be able to get the appraisal up so we can get rid of that mortgage insurance and refinance you. And we're going to give you a you know a higher rate or we're going to try to get do a buy down. I mean, there's a lot of games to be played that, don't work in every person's situation. Yeah. So, well, and you know, and I think that there's like this fallacy that, you know, there's some kind of a, you use my lender and I make some money. They, they yeah. don't, it's, it's, oh my God, we'd lose our license so fast. It's actually what I recommend everybody do that look at the uh, RESPA rules and, of engagement with lenders and with real estate agents and practices and procedures and read through the whole thing. Understand the law, understand how they cannot commingle. How you cannot, you know, and, and the only reason why, like, for an example, and this has bit me in the butt a couple of times, I refer Billy that's a painter and you say, oh, I'll call Billy. Billy will take care of me. And then Billy doesn't call them back because he doesn't recognize the name. Then I look like a jerk. But Billy calls me back in 30 seconds every time I call him. But the thing is, is that when, when you're asking for those referrals, True. okay, it, it's very difficult today to want to refer people. So when, when I, as an agent, actually refer somebody to you, they're solid. And I, I talk to these people about, I'm like, listen, if I am going to hand your name out and somebody references my name, I go, I need you to jump over backwards for me to make me look good because I'm referring you. And if you can't do that, I totally understand and good luck to you. And, and I'll just, you know, let my people go out and, and navigate their way through the ocean themselves. Hopefully they don't get eaten by a shark because there's lots of sharks in the lending business, in my opinion. And they, they tease you and say, oh, come over here, look at this. And wham, they hit you. And so it's like... <laughs> You know, know what's, you know, what's, what's great with you, Andy, is maybe not great with your client either. And that's the tough part. So it might be the perfect person and how they work for you, you know, and, and maybe you're real anal and you want phone calls and you want them to follow up and you do that. Then all of a sudden you refer them to me and this person is pestering the hell out of me with follow up and cold calls. And it's just like, I don't want that. And that's, that's the tough part. So he might be the, the perfect person. That you think and that's why it's so hard for us to you know to to put people out there because everyone that we put our name behind i mean that's our name and it just it could make you look good it could make you look bad and i always tell people um because you you hit it on the nose someone I'm like hey gosh I, I should get you something for this i said all i want is you to take care of that client right. that's what you gotta do that's worth more money to me than anything because that client's going to be thinking of me when it comes time to refer someone else uh, to a real estate deal. And that's what I want. I don't want to make money on, you know, gutters or siding or a security system, for God's sakes. So and I get calls after every closing on. I can make $50 if I talk my client into using their security system. I, say, I don't want it. Go and talk to them and give them their $50. Give them a little better deal. So, yeah. No, you're right. It, or, or the other one was uh, roofing uh, guys. And these roofing guys come up to me and go, hey, 
you know, every referral, cause you're influential and he referrals you give me, I'll, I'll send you guys a check for 250 bucks. Um, it's legit. It's legal. We're allowed to do this. And I go, how about you just call them back and take care of them for 250 bucks. A compromise a relationship with a client of mine isn't worth it. Because right. you don't just screw up your relationship with them directly. It's all the referrals. Because when people are happy with Chris and I, they refer us. And that happens a lot. You know, over the years, you get these, and then they buy, then their kids buy, and then their friends of their kids buy. And it's like, there's a long relationship that we're building. And it's not a short-term kill of 250 bucks. Doesn't mean anything to me. Because you're going to make 350 on the sale. Yes. Yes. You know, Chris, you know how oh. many Cholitos that'll buy at Zantigos? I, I can imagine. I, a lot. I don't remember what the pricing is because I get so hungry when I get there. I just start ordering. It's probably changed. I stopped at McDonald's. I hadn't been there for a long, long time. Yeah. And that two cheeseburger and French fry, I think it's number three or number two. I don't know what it is. Yeah. My God. It's like 11 bucks or something. I tell you, I remember when McDonald's used to go there, it was like $2.99 for lunch. And then it was up to $4.99. It's like, oh my God, I can't afford to go out to lunch at five bucks. I'll just start making sandwiches. I can't get out of McDonald's for under $17 anymore. I I remember, now this is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember going to McDonald's and I'd have five cheeseburgers and a fry and a drink and it would be like under five bucks. That's awesome. That was my lunch when I was a kid. Did you get the two for a dollar apple pies then at the end to wash them down? Of course we did. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Those are awesome our... bodies, by the way. I think everybody's shocked we're still alive. We uh yeah. <laughs> we have cheese through. running through our veins. We uh... our Minnesota luxury real estate spotlight brought to you by Chris Rooney Home Experts. I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence, and with confidence comes results. Hey, here's Ooh. another one too with a little price cut. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a nice looking house, though. Yeah, it is. That must uh, sit on a very uh, landscape lot there. So, what was it? A two million seven fifty announced down to two and a half million. Uh, okay, we're close to the water. It, do that. Do that map again. That's a Andrew Prasky. Yeah, I don't think it's a YZ of there. Yeah, it is. Just outside of downtown. So you could walk, you could walk to Six Smith. Yeah. Now go in now, Nick. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're in the corners. Must be a remount. What is you turn the, on the satellite? You can see it better, probably. Let's see the. There you go. See all those condos. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a great taco place in that strip mall there. I literally lived about a mile from there for yeah. a while. So. Yeah, we yep. Lisa and I like to go down there on Lake Street. There's a. Uh, there's a great Mexican restaurant on um, right across from those big condos they built there. Uh-huh. And then there's, you know, Cove and Six Smith, and there's a lot of fun spots. Is that the Baja House? I think so, yeah. Good memory. Yeah. yeah. yeah they get some good sushi down there as well. Yeah. All right. Well, let me see. What do we – so we're, it's, we're not very big. We got a three-bedroom, three-bath. 
3,400 square feet. I mean, you're definitely paying for that location. As Andy just said, it's a, it's a great area. They've really opened it up now. Um, much. Oh, is there, I hear some noises. Um, That's my, uh, uh, apparently my customers are waking up and they're starting to call. Okay. <laughs> That's, uh, obviously this was a, a fill-in project um, built in 2016. So you're kind of getting down there. I mean, this might take the place of one of those condos that Mr. Prasky was just talking about. Um, kind of getting a feel for maybe give me a feel for the lot a little here, Nick. You know, it gets you downtown and gets you that whole kind of uh, rustic feel. Um, but yet, how much work is there to do? It gives you, let's see. I mean, there's, it looks like it's kind of like full, fully grown everywhere around. Um, so there's not a ton of maintenance, it doesn't look like. So that might be kind of a combination of trying to use this uh, as an association maintained type uh, alternative. Keep going. Look at the cable with that those beams. That's a different kind of look. Not sure I've ever seen that before. You see that, Andy? See the cable? How it uh, attaches those beams rather than runs through? I think we lost Andy. So, all right. Well, it's like they retroed an old uh, an old warehouse or something. Yeah. Okay. So there, you must have just been on mute or something. I was, yeah, because of my yeah. phones. Uh, keep going, just so everyone knows. We we we've never seen this, so we kind of gotta kind of get a feel for it first. <laughs> then uh, we can maybe talk a little smart. I love when they incorporate stone like that and different uh -huh. feels, woods and metals, and uh, I think it's just kind of neat, but not too much of it, just enough to kind of make it feel good. But that's a that's a smart builder too. I mean, to incorporate little pieces like that and make them feel like they're they're actually there the whole time. Is uh, not an easy thing in which to be able to do because look at those cabinet fronts too. That right? wall back. Look at those What's cabinet that? fronts. Those are those are crazy cool. They have like that pickled wood inserts like that into a frame. Oh that, yeah. There's a lot of detail there. That that's a fifteen thousand twenty thousand dollar bookcase. Yeah, you can get crazy on some cabinetry. That's for sure. I like it though. Yeah. I even like the way the window trim was like all lined up with the doors and everything. That to me is nice. A lot of builders don't do that. They'll just, you know, the windows are off by an inch and they sit on that forces everything to be level and, and look great. You mean incorporate the door within the window trim? Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's a nice house. I tell you, I give them that. Yeah. I mean, at two and a half down there, I mean, 30, I think it was only 3,300 square feet. So it's, it's not huge, but that, that outdoor space was super nice. And it looks like this is part of it as well. A porch. Yeah, with a full screen front. Uh, you can open that baby up. That's a nice. Uh... Okay, get your lower level. Looks like um, they like a new house. Yeah, this is where you'll see it a lot. If you look out those windows, I mean, they're still trying to get light, but they're, they're landscaping it to try to get that so they can maintain that levelness off of that main floor to be able to. That's really because that's where you live. I mean, if you really think about it, not a lot of people go in the basement. I mean, the, the house I'm in right now, 
I mean, I rarely walk into that basement. It's, everything's on on that main floor because I'm able to walk out right out to the to the water um, from there. So wine cellar, nice, nice, nice. but it, it turns into an entertainment type space. Yeah, you got all your bourbon yeah. and your wines, yeah. and and that's the other thing. You you start you go back a little on that little wine bar where it had the the little oak mantle. Yeah, I mean, look at that thing. I mean, yeah. that's. Just to just to stage that thing. I mean, look at all the liquor that goes in there, Andy. Holy moly! You know that that house I was mentioning earlier. Um, they used to have a liquor store locally here that would keep their their wine cellar stock. So once a week, the liquor store goes into their house, looks at what they have, and then they'd restock all the shelves for them. So these people didn't have to go to the liquor store, and uh, you know, pretty cool. But I mean, you drink, when you're drinking a two hundred dollar bottle of wine every night or a couple of night, you know, sure they'll do that well, for you. I wonder if you had a, like a parade home that was really nice. If a liquor store would come in and stage it for you, and then all of a sudden they they get a little publicity out of it. It'd be kind of cool. Well, we I got my hand slapped a little bit with that with uh, doing the the wine and cheese events. Uh, apparently, the uh, firearm, tobacco, whatever alcohol group. Um, came in and said, you guys are distributing alcohol. We're like, uh, we're pouring glasses of wine. Um, but yes, I mean, we're not charging for it. And mm. there's no whatever. And they didn't like it. They wanted us to have like a permit. And so, it, yeah, the whole, if you look at the Parade of Homes now, we call it our donuts and cider parties. And come early in the morning, and get donuts and cider or coffee instead of the uh, wine and cheese. So um, thank you, big government. You're great. Mm. That was sarcastic if you didn't notice. Look at that little painting, little castle, that little fake door. They do use that a lot underneath the stairs. Wow, you did All that right. yourself, did you? So look at that. It's a cute little yeah, that's thing. That's a good little, little kid's fort. Yeah. That's cute. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but I think this is where you really kind of is a game changer. You know, you you expand the outdoor living area, and obviously in Minnesota you don't get it as long. But I mean, yeah. that's a that's a neat little place. I just wonder how those bugs are with all those trees around. Well, you know, let's say Iowa, Iowa guy, Hawkeye. Um, you go to the you go down to the marina and you keep your boat at the marina down the street, and uh, you walk back from the marina and you have outdoor cocktails and hang out with your friends and yeah. it wouldn't be bad. I I got to well, be honest, though, some... I'm not. Um, just like last week when we were looking at that one for what was it four or five million where it was the apartment building looking one. Um, by the way, ran into an agent that said that they knew the listing agent and the listing agent heard about our show talking about it and watched it and wasn't real pleased with us. Really? I don't think we weren't too uh I think we were I said it looked like an apartment building. I got it, I was probably the sassy one. Well, you were the <laughs> nice one. <laughs> nice. Well, but what am I going to lie to you? I mean, come on. You need some curb appeal. Like this house does not need curb appeal. I, the only thing I question on this house, it, it's stunning. It's well-decorated. Obviously, an interior, exterior, you know, you had landscape architects. You've had, you know, everybody well consulting in here. The only thing that I challenge is, you know, $2.5 million for 3,000 finished square feet. That's a lot of money. Um, you know, it wouldn't shock me. If, if you told me that house was $1.1 I'd also go, oh, you know what I mean? So it's like for me... I don't know why that is, you know, kind of commanding a lot for just the, the lots. So is the lot worth a half a million? Is it worth a million? 
you know, and then you put it all together. But it's, I mean, it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. See, this is the right thing to do here too, is, you know, right. they start showing, this is the lifestyle that you're going to get in downtown Wyzetta. And yeah. I mean, it's just a hop, skip and a jump from it. You're and still. it's the other part is, I mean, really, let's just say that you buy right, one of those club, condos. Yeah. Say you buy one of those condos and, um, you know, your, your association fee is 800 to $1,100 a month. I mean, you can certainly have your yard taken care of with that. So I think that's a good, um, you're not, you're not, I mean, I've showed those uh, condos over there for nice. two and a half million. That's a nice, that's a nice um, option to be able to kind of go against that. So, but I think it is Andy too. I think it's, um, you're, you're paying for where you are and in that location. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of money that's down there and some just want something to, Hey, when we're going to go down there and we're going to hang out over the weekend, just like they do with condos downtown, we need a place to be able to stay. It's easier just to walk and we'll just hang out there and have a good time with our friends and go to sleep and then pack up on the weekend and leave. So, um, I don't know. I thought that one, I, I really like that house actually a lot. It's just not that big, like you said, but I think that whole outside living kind of would make it feel so much bigger. Well, you know, you're, you're walking distance. So now if you say to me, Andy, Hey, let's, uh, I, I just want to be within a couple minutes of that location and we could drive by car or scooter or walk. Um, you could save yourself about a million dollars. Yeah. Just go right across 394, go up on the north side, that kind of Minnetonka area up there. Granted, it's not downtown Wyzetta, but it's it you could get a lot of house for the money up there. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, building that house, what they what they had there with that landscaping, I don't think you could put that on a lot um around there and be under that dollar amount. Okay. I mean, there's I don't know. I I kind of like I just the- gotta start making more money. That's my problem. I try to pull numbers down. And you, yeah. you quantify them and say, yeah, that's worth that. I've always done that, though. I always pull them down because in my head I'm going, okay, that beam costs $3,800, installing it $6,000. So that's only a $10,000 ad. And my, that's how my brain works, right? So, like, I'm like, I always think of how can I do it myself? Because I, I come from kind of that, you know, Brooklyn Park growing up around people that valued money. I mean, they because they didn't have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the little bit that they had, they valued, right? So it's like, you know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. You have to understand who the client is and who's going to be purchasing it to be able to kind of uh, get get the most for it. So I agree. Yeah, that's I mean, a if you're a point. surgeon and you don't care and you want to have a cool house and a walking distance to a fun place and you want to keep your boat at the yacht club or whatever, easy. I mean, that, just that's just to justify it for them. Yep. Okay. One part that sucks is that you only get that outdoor space basically for what five months of the year, maybe, where it's enjoyable. Yeah, but the people that are probably going to own that aren't going to be here in the winter anyways. Yeah. So. Makes sense. All right, guys. That's an episode. Click our link tree here. All our websites, all our links, need the content is right there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us likes on the Facebook and send in any questions you have. And, of course, if you're going to buy or sell, let us know. All right, guys. See ya. 
Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.